Hello, all you beautiful people. This is Optimistically Depressed, and I am your host, Ruth McMullen. And thank you so much for taking the time for this podcast for me. And um, I know that I've been away yet again. And uh, I did it because I'm taking care of myself. It's been, as is the case for most of us, a tough past year. And it has also been an opportunity for me to recognize how truly safe I am in my home. Um, I realize that it's kind of odd to say such a thing, but over the past, uh, I guess, 15 or so years, um, I've been getting out of my own head as far as the noise that is related to trauma. I've been realizing that I do have quite a bit of trauma and because my body is starting to recognize that I am actually in a safe place. My husband is a safe person. I have children who are safe people. Um, and now I'm starting to realize that. So I'm starting to remember some repressed things, some repressed memories. And it's been really difficult. It's been a long journey and I'm not anywhere close to being done. I'm actually just getting started. And I have an incredible therapist who has been giving me really great tools. And uh, I've been trying to work on undoing a lot of unhealthy habits that I've had and replace them with good habits. And it's really difficult and it's definitely worthwhile. I'm actually, uh, so I just made a post today on my optimistically depressed Instagram account that very briefly touches on some things that I went through in my childhood and in my teen years. Uh, they were things that made me feel very unsafe that were very unsafe situations. And because of this, because of the fact that I was still young and dependent, I had to put up with them. And it made me start to ignore myself. It made me start to ignore my own advice because it wasn't safe to listen to myself. It wasn't safe to do what was best for myself. Um, it was safe to do what was best for the people around me because that meant there would be less of a threat when it came to my safety. And that really taught me to ignore my own advice. And that's a very difficult thing to unlearn. And it definitely leads to a lot of decisions that I wish I hadn't made. But when, um, when you go through trauma, when you go through trauma, your, your brain, it, it creates different pathways to make it so that you can survive. And it's not about doing what you necessarily need for yourself, for your mental health. It's about doing what you need for your, your physical safety and the only kind of safety really that you know how to get. And I've been learning a lot about that. Um, 
my therapist actually recently diagnosed me with CPTSD. So that's complex post-traumatic stress disorder, as well as, um, I always forget what it's called, structured dissociation. That's what it's called. And I've been doing some reading that they've recommended because I asked if they could provide me with some with some reading that could help me sort through these things that have happened and what is basically going on in my own head. It's very strange to realize that your mind does operate separately from you. Uh, with the structured dissociation, basically I have a lot of memories that my mind has put away and will not allow me access to unless it knows I'm ready. (laughs) And so because I've been recognizing that I'm very safe, my mind is now saying, okay, you're in a safe place now, so I'm going to let you remember some of these things. And it's a strange, strange feeling because it's involuntary. Like it's not me sitting here and being like, all right, I'm going to sit and now try to remember some things from my past. I'll be listening to a story or I'll just be driving, or I will dream, and then I'll wake up and, be, and think, that's familiar. I know that story. And I'll realize it's because it's happened to me. And uh, sometimes this, just this thought or memory, just, it's, it's like coming out of the fog. It just rises up, and then it's just right there. And I can't do anything to make it go away. And it feels very invasive. And I relive, I relive what happened. And so that means I would go through all those same feelings again. And it's just as real as the first time. Uh, It's almost like my mind can't tell the difference in that moment. It's like my body can't tell the difference in that moment. And it's, um, yeah, it's rather alarming. It's very taxing. And that's why I haven't been doing optimistically depressed for, again, I I know I said that I was back and I wanted to do weekly shows again, but I can't. And I'm looking at doing it either bi-weekly or monthly. And I'm just going to have to listen to myself as things go along. And I, and I know that all of you listening, you are people who are very emotionally intelligent and just very loving. And so I know that you understand. I know that I don't need to explain myself, but I still feel that I want to just because all of you have been so great and you've been continuing to listen to my podcast, which just blows my mind. And I'm really honored that out of all of the podcasts that are out there, and there are so many amazing podcasts out there, You choose to use your time to listen to my podcast. And I just really hope that my podcast truly does help you not feel so alone and that it helps you, just helps you make a bit more sense about what you're feeling and what you're going through. Because another thing that I've been realizing with this, with this CPTSD is that I'm not the only person that has it. Um, I've had people on my podcast who have it who've been diagnosed with it. And there are lots of people who haven't been diagnosed with it because it's difficult to get diagnosed. We don't have adequate access to 
mental health professionals in <laughs> in this province for sure. I don't think it's something that like it's not something that really Canada offers, which is wrong. We need to have mental health help readily available because imagine all of the physical needs we could actually have taken care of through having our mental needs kept um just just taken care of uh, like we know we know that depression leads to so many physical issues and yet we're not doing anything about it the government doesn't provide any assistance any financial assistance when it comes to taking care of our minds but i digress <laughs> what i'm wanting to talk about is some of the physical feeling of PTSD, of CPTSD. And I'm just really hoping that through talking with you, it does help you feel a little bit more normal. Um, yeah, I did make this post on Optimistically Depressed that went through what I, some, just a little bit of my experience in the past. And I'm honestly still feeling rather lightheaded and nauseous about it, but I wanted to, I still want to have that post out there for the reasons I explained earlier. I just know that if, if someone had talked about that stuff to me long ago, it could have started me on this journey that I'm on now a lot sooner. And I'm, I'm not meaning to be here and feel sorry for myself or regret the fact that it's taken me to this point before I've started to realize some of the, like have a deeper realization of some of the issues that I face. There's nothing I can do about that, but I'm hoping that if I can share some of this with you, maybe it will help you see a little bit more clearly into yourself and understand that some of the triggers that you have, some of the ways that your body just reacts to things is not you being weird. It's something that you've done to survive. We have a lot of survival techniques that are built into ourselves that we discredit or that society lets us believe is unusual and strange and something that we should be ashamed of. You know, like why, you know, we get asked these questions. Why aren't you okay with this? Or why do you get so weird about these things? Or why don't you know what to do in this situation? I've, I've gotten so frustrated in the past when I approach a certain, certain situation, like I don't know how to handle a way that a person's treating me, or I don't know how to handle some of my emotions or a lot of my emotions. And I've been asked, you know, like, what's wrong with you? Why don't you understand? Like, why don't you just know what to do here? And then people just tell me what to do. And now I'm starting to understand it's just not that simple it takes so much time to rewrite ourselves. And that's what we have to do when we've experienced trauma. We have to rewire our brains. We have to actually take over our story and start writing it for ourselves. And that's really difficult to do because we've been taught to do so is dangerous. In my post, I talked about how I've been held at gunpoint because I didn't make somebody else happy because I wanted to choose myself. I've been abused. I've been hit. I've been... (sighs) 
I've been molested. I've been shamed, called horrible names. I've had people threaten to hit me. I've had people just have these, have had these things happen. And I know that I'm not the only person that these things have happened to. There's someone who's listening to this right now and they've had that happen to them. That does stuff to you. It makes your mind write different codes. It makes it so that you process things differently. It makes it so that you're triggered by strange things and you don't know why. It makes you always question your sanity. You feel crazy. I feel crazy so much of the time. And it's such a horribly helpless feeling. And then to have somebody come along who doesn't understand what you're going through and then try to explain to you what you're supposed to be doing and what you're supposed to be like, it's just not helpful. It's what society does. It's not helpful. It's not what we need. And I, I need more people to understand that. I need to have more people tell me that because it's so isolating when you feel like you're the only one who's going through these hard times, who just doesn't, who, who doesn't naturally know things like I've found that in parenting, there are a lot of situations where I'm just not sure what to do. I just don't know what to do because I have so many conflicting voices in my head. I have those voices that I was raised hearing that weren't healthy and they are there. And then I have the quiet voice that's inside me that knows what to do, but is so used to being ignored and pushed aside for my own safety's sake. And it's so, it's so loud and it's difficult to pick out the right voice to listen to sometimes or a lot of the times. And I need to have somebody tell me that I'm normal and that it's okay. And I want to do that for you. I want to be able to tell you that you're normal. You're okay for what you've gone through. That's normal. You're okay. We all need that love. We all need that acceptance. We need somebody to tell us that it's okay, that we deserve love, that we deserve acceptance. And I know that a lot of the time, you know, especially it's pretty, it's pretty cool right now. It's pretty niche right now to, you know, people are just saying, you know, you listen to yourself, like, listen, you don't need anybody else's approval and that kind of thing. But the truth is, when you've been deprived of that approval that you do need as a child, you don't just grow out of it. You don't just get to a point where you don't need it anymore. You turn into an adult that still needs that. We need healthy people in our lives. We need to have healthy people who look at us and say, you make sense. I love you. I accept you. And this struggle you have very legitimate reasons for having this struggle and I'm going to help you through it. And not a lot of us are educated enough to be able to do that for each other. And that's okay. We just need to fix that. We just need to work on fixing that. And right now, um, for me, a huge person that helps me through feeling so abnormal is my therapist. Um, and a second person is my husband. Um, a third person is my mentor. And then I am very lucky to actually have a few other people 
like my uh, my in-laws and a couple other close friends. My producer is another one that they actually say, hey, you're so worth it. And what you've been through is a really good reason for why you're feeling the way that you do right now. And there is a way out and it's going to be a really difficult road and I'm going to be here for you while you travel it. We need that. You need that. Um, I don't know if I have a lot more to say, really. I just, uh, I just wanted to put that out there. I think that this is a good thing that needs to go out into the world. I think that this is a good thing that you need to hear. I know that this isn't going to be for everyone, and that's okay. But I know that it's going to be for someone, and that's really good. So I'm going to leave it there. Just know that wherever you are, I'm sitting here in such a broken, horrible state. But I am sitting here, and I'm loving you. So you have a good morning, afternoon, evening, night. I'll be talking to you soon.